0: We'll <music> You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
1: Most of the nights that we do this show, we are looking back. We're talking about what just happened on the court, on the field, on the ice, on the diamond, in the police blotter, whatever. We're reviewing the day normally, and actually, that's why I love working nights. People say to me all the time, don't you want to work prime time, quote unquote. This time slot is great. Everything has just finished up. We get to talk about the major storylines in its immediacy when we want to react. Babies. They get
0: this is After All Hours we'll with Amy Lawrence. Mine, just a matter of time.
1: So much of the trimmings, the trappings that we now have around CBS Sports Radio and certainly around After Hours did not exist. When we first started, and I have to credit the multiple producers who've contributed various elements to the show and to what we do now. Uh, for instance, our Facebook page was started by Anthony, who is still... a a producer here at the network he works mostly weekends um, and works nights in our newsroom and he is one of our most trusted tape operators and i'm very grateful for him he was a producer briefly here on the show uh toward the end of our weekend stint he's the one that started our facebook page uh it was isaac i believe who started our youtube channel and that has grown and and also has morphed in a way that I wasn't expecting, but around the pandemic when we were not in the building and we were shorthanded and we only had so many hours in studio with the equipment, it became more challenging to keep up with the YouTube channel. We were not ever in the same place at the same time um, in terms of me and the producers, and so it became... It, just really difficult. And for over a year, our YouTube channel sat dormant. Little did I know that that would be producer Jay's baby. He loves YouTube. And so he's really revitalized that aspect. And if you've never checked it out, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on YouTube. I do not remember who started our show Twitter. Uh, It probably was either Tom or Isaac. Um, And it's now been handed down to this producer and then the next producer and the producer after that. Um, After Hours with Amy Lawrence started on the weekends, as did Ask Amy Anything. So that goes back to year number two. And except for a, a short hiatus here or there, that's our longest-running feature. But do you know another feature that I absolutely adore? We haven't actually had a Hall of Flame induction in quite a while. It's it's probably been since this football season began. I miss it. I've mentioned it pro- to Producer Jay periodically that we need to go back and do another one. Uh, it's one of our most popular Contest where we give you various pieces of sound that are off the wall or rants or insane uh, or just flat-out funny. And we allow you to pick a member of the Hall of Flame. And Mike Leach is a two-time member of the After Hours Hall of Flame uh, because he was definitely unique when it came to his opinions and his viewpoints and his perspectives on life and football. So there's a lot that we have tried some elements that we've kept throughout the course of the last decade, others that we've tried, and they were complete and total flubs. I'm not going to remind you of any of those. But, yes, we definitely have had ideas that we've tried to implement that have just been utter disasters. (laughs) So not everything that we've tried has worked. Ultimately, I think what was really hammered home to me during the course of 2020 is that – whether or not there are sports, you all will listen if you feel like you can relate, if if we can identify with one another, if there's a connection. It doesn't have to be about sports, though sports very often brings us together. Now, sometimes sports drives us apart, but you all care far more about my personal life than you do about my sports opinions, and that's good because sports is not life or death. Uh, it's just entertainment. It's a business to them. It's entertainment to us. And while I do enjoy talking about sports and football and basketball and everything else, and there's still a whole lot of adrenaline when it comes to hosting a show after a huge event, uh, like the Super Bowl, for instance, coming up, I found that more and more the connections and the entertainment that I offer, you find that in stupid stories that I tell you or goofy topics that we stumble across or just as one of our listeners mentioned earlier, kind of life stuff. And 22 was one of those years that was full of a lot of life, a lot of disappointment, a lot of grief, a lot of loss. That was my 2022. And I know I'm not alone in that. There are many of you who went through the same things in 22 and I've found over the course of the last 10 years, especially these last few years, that you all are invested in the show. And you're also invested in me, many of you, which I appreciate. It's funny because sometimes I say this, my, my mom, I think she gets it. My nieces don't get it at all. I think my sister-in-law maybe understands it a little bit referring to the, to the females in my family. I say to them that I feel very invisible. You know, like as an older female, I very often feel like no one sees me anymore. And that's okay because in radio, it's supposed to be about the sound of my voice and it's supposed to be about theater of the mind. But it's this kind of strange dichotomy in my life, right? Where I talk to thousands and thousands of people for a living without batting an eyelash, really. And I'm. I know that that you listen. I know that you're out there. I trust that I have faith in that. And yet, I walk around in my own life as as uh, someone who's about the most boring person you could be that you could imagine, <laughs> and completely and utterly invisible. So yeah, it's a it's a two very different sides of my life. And yet, my life is not just sports radio. It's not just the job. Uh, certainly not. And over the last ten years. Well, I never could have envisioned 10 years. I don't ever think that far ahead in my career, um, but I never could have envisioned the life that has impacted into the last decade. And there are a lot of things that have changed. There are some things that I wish would have changed and and they haven't yet. I haven't gotten to the point where God has answered all of my prayers. Uh, I suppose that's pretty standard for most people too in, in life. But there are many ways that I I believe for blessings and breakthroughs and I continue to hang on for those things and we'll be happy to celebrate them with you when they happen um, as well as share some of the challenges and the sadnesses that come along uh, with just living life over 10 years time. Right. And that includes the passing of my grandmother. Um, It includes some of the disappointments that I've talked about. And I know many of us, are in the same boat right the older we get the harder it it is sometimes to to face the disappointments and the the loss and the grief of of life not just our own families and our own friends um but people that we love lose people that they love uh tragedies occur and I mean whether it's it's natural whether it's man made types of tragedies it's just so much life in the last 10 years I think is uh, something that is kind of striking me and hitting me right now. So, And I'm sure you can say the same thing, too, as you think back over the last 10 years since CBS Sports Radio first went on the air. But I'd love to know how you found us and how long you've been listening. So you can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio, or on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. As I was thinking back over producers, I was feeling like I probably can remember all of them, most of them. Shoot, let's hope none of them are listening if I don't remember them. So I started out with Tom Benedetto and Tom Celestino, both of who are still with the network in other capacities. So there were two producer Toms, but the two of them started out together as my first and second producers. So I say my lead producers and then my uh, technical director. From that point, let's see, Tom Tom, D- well, they're both Tom D's, right? Uh, D Benedetto, he left for a different job. I do not remember which one. When we were still on weekends. And so the other Tom became the lead producer. And it was, was it, oh, shoot, who was it that stepped in next to him? It wasn't Isaac. It was someone else. Uh, maybe it was Anthony. Might have been Anthony, who I was just talking about last hour. Um, and then from that point, D cell also took a different job. So he went to daytimes and started producing uh full time. And then Anthony was the producer. And then, Oh, maybe no Anthony. I think there was a brief, uh, a brief stretch there where I had Pete as a producer, then Anthony as a producer. Then we got, that's all in the first two years. Then we got to the five nights a week and, the original producer, Tom, he and I decided we wanted to work together again. And so he was my choice for the producer when I was able to pick one. And it was Isaac who I gave his first opportunity in the business. The two of them departed the show within four months, five months of each other, uh, both moving on to different ventures. Though, as I say, Tom is still with the network, uh, just had some other challenges and and really was looking for a, a change in terms of lifestyle and time slot. Uh, So we went from Tom and Isaac to Isaac and Chris to Chris and Dave. And then Chris left in the middle of 2020 and we were getting ready to, to cut the producing staff in half. And so thankfully he left as opposed to someone losing their job. Then we went from producer Dave who changed shows But for only a few weeks before he left the network altogether. And then producer Jay, who I kind of felt like Dave was probably uh, looking for something else. I didn't know that to be sure, but I felt like he was was looking for a change. And so I had already started working with Jay at every chance that I got so that Jay could be ready to step in. Uh, And Jay knew that. Jay knew that whenever Dave decided to leave and if Dave vacated the job here, that he was my top choice. And I even went to the network and said, uh, you might as well not bother auditioning anyone else. Cause there was only one person here at the network that I am interested <laughs> in taking on as my new producer. And so they thankfully spared me the anguish of having to audition 17 people. Uh, and instead we were able to put uh, producer Jay right into that time slot. He stepped in in August of 21, and so uh, even though he's not feeling well and even though he's not here to wrap up the year, uh, he's been a great addition to the show, and I'm very thankful for him. And, yes, I do tell him all the time. I just don't say it on the air. You know, we don't want to give him, him to get a big head. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for all of your kind words already. I just put the tweet and the, the Facebook post up a couple hours ago. Uh, But yes, we are about to mark 10 years as a network. So this is my last show of 22. And my last show before CBS Sports Radio turns 10. So whether you find us on Twitter or Facebook, our phone number, 855-212-4227. We'll get right back to your calls here in a couple of minutes. We're off and running in week 17 in the NFL and the Tennessee Titans. They knew that there was really nothing on the line except for potentially ending their losing skid on Thursday night. Cowboys, meanwhile, needed a win to keep hopes alive for the NFC top seed and Dak Prescott now has the weekend to sit back, max, relax, recover, and watch the Eagles hosting the Saints. So the Eagles are trying to lock up that number one seed. But if they do not, if the Saints win that game in Philly on Sunday, well, then the Cowboys still have the opening and the path to that number one seed.
2: But being from Louisiana, for sure, uh, I think that's easy to root for the Saints. I've said over and over, we can't necessarily control that. I uh, can't go through passes for the Saints and, you know what I mean, and, and help them out. So it'd be huge. Obviously, it'd be huge having a chance at a higher seed than the fifth seed. Um, but we've just got to continue to, to stay where our feet are, worry about getting healthy right now in these next couple of days, rejuvenating, getting fresh.
1: So it's nice for them to be able to get this win on a Thursday night. It's not easy going into it. It's not nice going into it, but to be able to come out of this game on Thursday night now and know that you have a mini-buy right before you go into week 18 is huge. Of course, if the Eagles take care of business against the Saints on Sunday, this becomes a moot point. There are other games, obviously, that have major playoff implications. I don't want to jump ahead to Monday Night Football, but we will talk about Bills and Bengals and probably the Marquee matchup, one of the marquee matchups, I would say, in terms of uh, these two teams, their momentum and their hopes for the postseason, it's enormous. Strangely enough, the Las Vegas Raiders are still alive for a playoff spot. They've not been mathematically eliminated yet. And they're taking on the team with the longest lo- or excuse me, the longest winning streak, Rutro. There goes the perfect show. Uh the longest winning streak in the NFL right now as the Niners will visit the Raiders. And yet this is the moment at which Josh McDaniels chooses to make a quarterback change. All of this is completely wrong, as in all of it. Don't give me some BS about how Derek Carr agrees that it's a great idea for him to step away from his team. That's not who Derek Carr is. Derek always puts the team before himself, sometimes to a fault, but that makes him a good leader. So I don't believe for a second this line that the Raiders are spewing about how Derek Carr and the Raiders agreed that it's better for him to be away from his team. In fact, I would bet most of what I'm worth, it's not a lot, but I would bet it that this is killing Derek Carr, that he would rather be there to support Jarrett Stidham, who will make his first career start, but mostly to be there to support his guys as they finish out what has been a roller coaster ride of a season. There is no way that Derek Carr came up with this, oh, I'm a huge distraction, I better step away. That's a pile of crap. If you know anything about Derek Carr, that's a pile of crap. Heart, soul, blood, sweat, and tears. He's invested in this franchise. He's been one constant for them over the course of of nonstop change in the past decade, not only moving from the Bay Area to Vegas, but the number of coaches and general managers, the number of guys around him, not to mention they're still alive for the playoffs. And I get it. He's not looked the same under Josh McDaniels. But the Raiders' lack of success over the past decade or so is not attributable to Derek Carr. Their defenses have been among the worst in the NFL since Derek was drafted by the Raiders. You don't have to think he's an elite quarterback to recognize that... Derek gives the Raiders the best chance to win. Number one, number two, that there's a disconnect here with the new head coach. Uh, for those of you who remember Josh McDaniels' first head coaching job, that was in Denver. He chased Jay Cutler out of town, and and I'm not telling you that Jay Cutler was always easy to work with or a great quarterback. Only that Josh has his own ideas, and he. He and Derek Carr don't appear to be on the same page. It's It's unfortunate, but it looks like Derek is headed out of town in this off season. Now, could a new start, a fresh start, a new lease on life benefit Derek? Yeah. and and maybe he wants out of Vegas. But I'll tell you this for sure. I know it as if he had told me himself. This is not how he wanted to leave Vegas. It'll be bittersweet for him anyway because of everything he's poured into this gig and this team. But this is not Derek Carr. No way would Derek ever admit to, oh, I'm a distraction if I stay here. That's that's in, It's asinine. Derek is a professional <laughs> who, again, puts himself... And his own aspirations, I never even hear him talk about those things. He always puts himself behind team. He's a team first guy. And if that means getting benched, no, he's not going to love it. Of course not. He's competitive. The man cries because he wants to win so badly and because of the effort they're putting in. But that's the thing. Derek Carr is all heart. And that heart is for his teammates. And he absolutely would not put himself above the team to the point where he would be a distraction. It's ridiculous. In fact, I am hoping for him now that he goes somewhere where he can be appreciated and better utilized. Though they certainly brought in a lot of pieces in Vegas to try to win this year, Josh McDaniels being one of them, and it's gone horribly wrong. We'll hear from Josh, as well as Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams later on this hour. Jared Stidham gets the chance to start, and you have to look at that pre-existing relationship there between McDaniels and Stidham going back to their days in New England. So Raiders and Niners is another one of the matchups this weekend. How about NFC South? Tampa Bay wins against Carolina. Exact some revenge for a loss. Uh, It was late October, I believe. And the Buccaneers will finally (laughs) clinch a playoff spot. We've got New England and Miami. We don't yet know about Tua. The last update we got is that he's not practicing and he's not likely to start week 17. We've got the Ravens hosting the Steelers. That's Sunday night football. That's always dandy because they hate each other. And then other teams that are also hoping to clinch playoff spots or take a step closer, like New York, like Washington. So much on the line in Week 17. And we'll cross over from 22 to 23. All right, we'll work in a few more phone calls here. 855-212-4227. On Twitter, radio. Also on our Facebook page, good to hear from so many of you as we approach 10 years as a network. We were a startup. We were a baby. We were a fledgling. Best career move I ever made. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio.
0: You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Knapp comes in. Sam Williams coming. Parsons is coming. He's running away. To his right. Throws on the run. Intercepted. Deshaun Wright on the right sideline at the 40-yard line. And that's because he's about 7 feet tall. He he used all of his inspector gadget right there, (laughs) Deshaun Wright.
2: This is a resilient team. Coach McCarthy made that our mantra at the beginning of the year and obviously just taking on pain from that we had from last year and using that to move us forward this year and uh, not hiding our scars and just um, you look at the season, you look at things that happened, me going down for five weeks, different guys going down for a week at a time and then even right there at the end, I mean, Tyler goes down, we've got to move somebody else, put Jason Peters in and nobody blinks and just keeps moving forward. uh, This is a great team, a great brotherhood and resilience is just uh, perfect work for us. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
1: Ha ha! Yes, it is After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio and on Facebook. You can also find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. I am currently logged into our show Twitter account attempting to put up the Game of the Week poll. I don't know why it is with these polls and with Twitter. that It seems to take me forever. Jay just, boom, throws him up there in the span of a few seconds. Although sometimes he has typos, which I point out, and then he has to start over again. But uh, it takes me a little longer. So I'll get that game of the week poll up as soon as I can. But we're off and running in week 17. Brad Sham on Cowboys radio. Josh Dobbs throws a fourth quarter interception that essentially seals it for the Cowboys. And even though Dak Prescott has three turnovers, he points to resilience as the word for the day. And it definitely doesn't matter how you get the win. On a quick turnaround Thursday night game. Uh, You hear him there on Amazon Prime. The fact that the Cowboys have won six of seven. And they've had a bunch of injuries like every team now. That they were also resting a few guys. Or giving some guys fewer snaps. Um, They know. They know that they need to be playing their best football. Sharp football. Going into the end of the regular season. Especially if they have to turn around and play on the road. Wild card weekend. They cannot finish lower than a five seed. But they could still win that top seed in the NFC. And we'll get to the rest of the schedule coming up. As I say, I'm working on a poll. Uh, By the way, my younger niece, the one who just graduated from college, she gave me an entire outfit for Christmas. She's very proud of herself. Now, she knows that her Auntie Amy loves orange, I don't think she can tell the difference between orange and burnt orange, or she just doesn't care. She thinks it's all orange. But she gave me two pairs of socks as part of the outfit. Um, And one of them is, like, bright burnt orange. So, you know, uh, UT orange. And then the other one... The other pair of socks I'm wearing tonight, they're cream with orange accents. So I told her that I would – sorry, Carlos, my foot is currently on the desk. I told her that I would send her a picture of me wearing the socks. But she also gave me – I didn't wear the yoga pants. She gave me yoga pants for the gym. But uh, she did also give me a fleece top, and she's very excited uh, that it fits and that I love it. And so I'm wearing it tonight, and I'm going to have to take a selfie. Uh, I've also received for Christmas – a very large coffee tumbler (laughs) so my brother and sister-in-law are tired of me carrying old plastic cups from dunkin donuts that i recycle so they gave me this oh gosh it's it appears to be about 10 inches tall a tumbler that keeps liquid cold for 18 hours with ice and uh, it's real pretty it's pink because I am a girly girl. Uh, And so I'm using that tonight for the first time and wearing the outfit that my younger niece gave me. So I feel as though I'm doing my family duty by using the Christmas presents. Uh, They... Gave me a few uh, that I'll be using in the spring of 2023, but I'm not going to give away too much. I've got a big plan coming up in the spring of 2023. At some point, I'll let you in on the secret. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Let's talk to, is it Ev in California? Welcome to the show.
3: Hi, Amy. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thank you, sir. Happy New Year.
3: Yes. um, Happy New Year. Happy 10-year. Thank you. Uh, The first the first time I talked to you, Al Davis had just passed away, and Terrell Pryor was the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. Goodness. Yes, and you know Al Davis, with all his faults, he he would not do this. He would no way do this. He would he would he would not let Gary Carvey. He would fire the coach first, in my opinion. Well, and, and that's the
1: thing is I don't necessarily know that McDaniels needs to be fired. I think he needs a little time, just like every new coach does. Uh, unless he's he's committed some horrible grievance but in this case like what is the benefit of benching Derek Carr it doesn't make any None. sense to me especially when you got a guy like Devonte Adams who wouldn't be there if not for Derek Carr clearly Jared Soon does not give you a better chance to win you're not actually eliminated from the playoffs yet though it certainly seems to be trending that direction but it doesn't make any sense to me and and the fact that they would send him home because they think he could be a distraction that's b s that's the, yes. the i mean the translation for that is we know the locker room isn't gonna like this decision, and we don't want the locker room to be rumbling b- behind the back of the head coach
3: oh it's that's gonna it's like i I don't know if they're gonna play uh play their guts out this week and or not I, I i i really don't know, yeah. It's, it's
1: gross. I, don't, I, don't, I hate how this has been handled, but I also hate that they're trying to get us to believe that Derek Carr thinks it's a great idea to go hang out at home for the final two weeks of the regular season. That's, that's crap.
3: No, I don't, I don't believe that for a second. Me either. But I, I listen to you all the time, Mary. I love listening to you, um, and have a great evening.
1: Thank you so much, sir. Happy New Year to you in California. Let's talk to Malcolm, who's in Pittsburgh. I feel like he just called me Mary. But you know what? It's okay. I get names wrong, too. Hi, Malcolm. Happy New Year.
0: Amy, Happy New Year, Ms. Lawrence. (laughs) Um, Happy New Year. (laughs) Um, I am uh, congratulating you on 10 years. Thank you. Of of phenomenal... Radio.
1: Uh, every now and then, the mic cord is unplugged and and the radio sucks. But thank you, sir.
0: <laughs> well, and I get I get accused of being right, you know, once a month. You know,
1: so. <laughs> I got you.
0: I um and, and to the detriment of my sleep and my yes. career,
4: <laughs> I listen
0: to you often, and I I really enjoy. Um. Your stories and your kindness and your huh, caring for your family and your and Penny, I love Penny.
1: Oh, I do love Penny too. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate that. I think thank so you we, for letting me know that that matters to you.
0: Oh, it matters absolutely. And I have a we had a we had a uh, a mini schnauzer. <laughs> His name was T rex My younger son named him T Rex. <laughs> Twenty pounds T Rex.
1: Yes. He was fierce, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. He was the best thing. He would when i go away on business, he would I'd come home and he would put both paws into my chest <laughs> and tilt his head like Where have you been? Yes. Yes. Where have you been? Huh. Uh, okay. I'll 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 stop with it.
1: Oh, Malcolm. Okay, we're going to let you go because you can't say things like that on the radio. Although Carlos was I not know, listening. I'm sorry. So, no, it's okay. I appreciate your phone call. <laughs> Happy New Year. Carlos somehow missed the fact that the man just dropped a swear word on the radio. I mean, hey, if you're going to go out in style, you might as well go out at 10 years. Did you just Yeah, you I hope
3: I, I hope I don't go out period. I completely I mean it. Uh, the- <laughs> Were you just not listening or you didn't catch it or No, I'm I'm I like I mentally look forward to the rundown and like try to prep ahead and I had no idea No, don't idea be doing I. that. You have to
1: stay in the moment because you're going to miss whatever's happening. Rule number 1, don't plan for the future because if you don't take care of the present, well then the future doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, poor Carlos, about to be fired because he let a swear word go on the air. Actually, I was recently listening to our New York affiliate, WFAN, and a caller dropped the F-bomb on the air, and somehow their producer did not dump it. And and I heard it loud and clear in my car. So if that producer didn't get fired, though, come to think of it, I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks, uh, well, then I'm maybe Carlos will skate through as well. Also, here's the thing. No one listens to our show from management. They barely know we're here, and so I, I, you're probably okay. I would say. It's vacation week. I won't tell if you don't.
3: I now will be taking this out of the podcast so it doesn't exist.
1: Oh, right. Okay. I love how producers do that. When they screw up, they remove it from all of of the podcast, the evidence. They They burn the evidence. I tell that to Jay all the time because what happens is he'll make a mistake rarely. He doesn't often make mistakes, but when he does, he'll then dump it off the air so that it never makes the airwaves. If I make a mistake, though, oh, do we dump it? Hell no. We just let it go. (laughs) All right. I'm going to get this poll up. I promise. We'll get back to your calls. Week 17 in the NFL. We've got the college football playoff, the national semifinals coming up on Saturday. I will be in sweatpants and slippers on Saturday night after two months of nearly every weekend on the road in some form of a road trip, whether it be for friends, for family obligations. I am so happy to have nothing going on Saturday night. I know. I'm old. That's what happens when you spend 10 years at one network.
0: You are listening to the After Hours Podcast.
2: Play fake. Left-handed quarterback throws over the middle. Has a man caught. 25, 30, right side numbers, 35, 40 Whoa. down the sideline, 50. One man to beat, cuts inside, wow. 40.
0: He's got a block in the 30, At the 20. It's Jalen Waddell all the way for a touchdown, Miami.
1: It's 84 yards for Jalen Waddell.
0: Here's Amy Lawrence.
1: It's been the best of times and it's been the worst of times for the Miami Dolphins this season. Man, you want to talk about the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. They have experienced all of them and going through another challenge now with Tua Tangovaloa back in concussion protocol after self-reporting symptoms following week 16. On Westwood 1, there have been a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns for Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson and others. A lot of breakthroughs in the Mike McDaniel offense, but also three different starting quarterbacks. And Teddy Bridgewater is preparing in week 17 to be out there on the field to be working on that chemistry with his receivers against the Patriots in a critical matchup.
2: I'm excited, man. Uh, Football still means something to the guys in his locker room and the guys that's going out there Sunday. So, man, um, for the guys that's, you know, giving it their all, man, it means a lot. Uh, I'm looking forward to the opportunity every time you go out there. An opportunity to just uh, learn different things about your teammates, um, yourself. And, um, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, we practice throughout the week. We throw routes on the air. You know, you get a good feel <laughs> for the guys. And we um, just want to apply it to the games.
1: So Teddy Bridgewater right now is in line to start in New England on Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern. It's a 10 o'clock Pacific time. And that is one of the Game of the Week choices. So with so much on the line, we've put the After Hours Game of the Week poll back up. We've reinstilled it. Uh, I think I did it without any typos. Uh, I put a bunch of hashtags on there, too, just for fun. Uh, So check it out on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page, which I will get to very soon, I promise, at at the top of the hour. But yeah, we've got Dolphins at Patriots. Because both those teams would still like to go to the playoffs, and Miami is here kind of recycling through another losing skid following a winning streak. Right? So if you think about where Miami has been this season, they started out three and0, then all of a sudden they were three and three. Then they won five in a row, when to a return from the first concussion protocol only to fall off a cliff, and now they've dropped four in a row. Now, I will say this about their last four games. At the Niners, remember, they stayed on the West Coast to play at the Chargers. Both those were losses. Then they go from the West Coast to Orchard Park, New York in the snow at the Bills. And finally, back home in Miami to take on the Packers. On Thanksgiving Day, sorry, Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Day, we're way past Thanksgiving, and it was the three interceptions by Tua. The trend on Twitter, you didn't have to be watching the game to know that Tua was, was struggling. And then following that game, he reports that he's dealing with concussion symptoms again. Mike McDaniel told us, didn't know when the concussion occurred, but It was diagnosed when Tua told the doctors that he was feeling some of the symptoms again. After that, it's no longer a Mike McDaniel thing. And so we really didn't have much of an update on Thursday.
0: Honestly, it's science. It's a private time for him to focus on his health. um, And that's uh, all I really want to get into. I'll do what the, um, the medical experts advise me to do. And I'm quite certain they're not going to advise me. Um... In the wrong direction when it it has to do with his uh his his health i love to i think he's just uh he's a great dude um was fortunate to learn from him and be his friend you know obviously at alabama and i obviously had kind of a tough year here you know with the injury stuff but also has had a great year um has played really well in almost every game so um tough to hear that news um and yeah i have all the respect for him His family.
1: His former Alabama teammate and now the other quarterback on Sunday, that's Mac Jones. And Mac's dealt with his own uh, injuries this year and certainly his own share of adversity. It's been either feast or famine for the Dolphins. Again, three-game win streak, three-game losing skid. Five-game win streak, four-game losing skid. Uh, It's been all or nothing for Miami, and it's not all been about the quarterbacks uh, because they certainly have weapons around whoever starts, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, whether it's Skylar Thompson, or whether it's Tua. Um, but Tua definitely still gives them the best chance to win. So you can vote for the After Hours game of the week either on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on my Twitter, A Law Radio and Top of the Hour. Uh, I'll be able to put that up on our Facebook page, too. Let's get back to the calls here. 855-212-4227. Sandra is in Tennessee. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year.
4: Happy New Year. Thank uh, you. I just wanted to comment, because you were talking about, you know, these teams that show up at the end of the game or when the chips are down to play. It was the same thing in the game on Thanksgiving with the Bucks and the Cardinals. You know, Brady yes. was mediocre at best until they went into overtime. Then he played, like really played. It's like, why didn't he do that the whole game? You know? Uh, Agreed. And and I wanted to also comment on you, the the comment from Dobbs about the algebra and studying all week. Any of us who took algebra in school never did that. You did the algebra the day, on the bus, on the way to school. Uh, You know, that studying all week didn't happen. Uh, well, my mom but, is my, a math teacher. In fact, she
1: was my math teacher in high school, so let's not say that out loud because mom would tell you that math is repetitive and you really do need to work on it every day. She does math for fun.
4: Right, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I took algebra myself, but yeah, it wasn't a, a as oh, I study all week. Uh, and I did want to say, you know, I felt what you were saying about being an, an older lady and, you know, just feeling... Invisible? Oh yes. Like I I I totally get where you're coming from, and I do the night shift thing too. But yeah, I, I feel that I've worked. I go home. Nobody sees me other than that. <laughs> well, you got a forum here
1: anytime, Sandra. You feel free to call <laughs> us, and we're glad to keep you company.
4: All right. Thank
1: you. Have All a right. good night. Good. You too. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's uh, something I tell my mom, which doesn't really get it. You have a national radio show. How could you be invisible? Like ah, that just exacerbates it exacerbates it see i also make up words it's something that you've come to know about me over the last 10 years tanner is listening in san jose tanner welcome to after hours hey amy how are you doing i'm good thank
5: you happy new year hey happy new year to you as well and i also want to say congratulations uh man you've put a lot of uh things on the table to talk about <laughs> <laughs> um, uh you have about 90 I seconds obviously-
1: so pick your favorite
5: Alright, well I obviously I'm here in San Jose, so I'm in California. Mm-hmm. Um and we were gonna talk about the game of the week and honestly, like in the beginning of the year it was gonna be the Raiders and the Niners, right? Like yes. they were the both ones. They were both supposed to be there at the end and what the Raiders done is actually not even surprising. Like that's just like kinda <laughs> what the Raiders do.
1: Ew, uh, it's ew.
5: Even, I'm sorry, I'm not a Raider. I'm not a Raider, I'm a Niner fan, so it is what it is. Uh but I also wanted to talk about uh the whole gating on a personal level thing. I, I've called into like F P Santangelo a lot and uh he does the same thing. He like really wants to get in touch like with people on a personal level because it, it makes like the listeners more like at or like you know, like they they get drawn to it and and whatnot. And and what I told him when it, and the same thing I'll tell you is like, you know, being I was in the military for uh eight years I was in the Marine Corps and I was in the infantry. I went over to Iraq and I did all that stuff. But like just hearing the the stuff that you talk about about your like your dog and being being on a personal level like really does go and touch people and it really makes people and the listeners, especially me, this is the first time I've ever called into you. Um and I, I just really appreciate all all of that stuff as well. So thank you. I wanna I wanna say thank you uh for that and, and you know like your show is amazing, and uh, I, I hope that you keep doing it for another 10 years, even though you might get into some, <laughs> I don't know, other... I might be really uh,
1: tired is, is what I might be. <laughs> thank you, Tanner, and thank you for your service. I appreciate your phone call so much. That really encourages me. Thank you. Uh, listening in San Jose to let you go. Sorry, we're at the top of the hour, but I'm glad you are able to say what you wanted to say. Yeah, I think some of my favorite calls and messages ever have been from our military, listening and following overseas. It's after hours, CBS Sports Radio.